computer so fucking dope that it it, uh it learned to recognize her face it's kind of dope scary but it's pretty cool that yeah when she sits down it was like it's a little scary that it's like like taking a picture of her face and shit well like it's like how what was it how nine thousand kind of shit or how five thousand like i had to i had a little bit of um you know of hesitation because i know technology and i've seen a lot of movies obviously right but so you know I couldn't not allow her to use the webcam because her class and her teacher get together in like a little like a, a conference room and they read aloud. The teacher reads aloud to them. So right. like I cannot let her. Well, well, she can see her friends at first. The very first time they did it, it was kind of sad because it was a black screen for her. But then she could see all her friends. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? Like you kind of need this. It's cool to see yeah. your friends. So, you know, I, I did know, it. like. Because it's crazy for us, but, like, we can adjust to what's going on because we know. Like, we have an understanding. But, like, can't imagine what the kids are feeling right now. All those kids stuck at home suddenly who are just told, no, you can't go to school anymore. And you know what's funny? Like, um, ever since everything kind of went down in the beginning of March, I don't think everyone's really been getting good sleep, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, a good night's sleep. No, like, we get our sleep through naps throughout the day if we're lucky, you know? But, like, a good night's sleep, I haven't had one in in a little bit now. Yeah. Um, And I think the kids are going through that, too, especially my son. He's kind of, like, always, like, waking up a little bit, like, earlier towards the morning time. Um, But it's crazy because, like, you're right. Like, you're pulled from this routine that you all of a sudden got used to after fighting it. Right, right in the fall, right before yeah. you actually went into school. Now you're back at home. You're stuck at home. You know, like nobody wants to go out. I have to work because I'm an essential worker. So, but like the kids, like they fucking stay home. Um, yeah. and it sucks for them. Ad- adults are being dickheads and going out and partying and shit. But like the kids are just stuck at home. So yeah. it's uh, it's been challenging for everyone, man. But. Um, you know, Hollywood's been, you know, doing a good job of actually providing entertainment early. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that way we can fucking rewatch cool shit that we just saw in theaters or just watch it for the first time. Like we talked about, um, watching Invisible Man again last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about, um, The Hunt as well, which was a pretty decent movie. But another one that just kind of showed up early. Uh, was Onward. I had the opportunity to actually see Onward in theaters with the kids when it uh, uh, when it came out, and my son loves it. Like he's he requests to actually watch this movie. Like Dope. yeah, it's yeah. it's a boy movie. Like yeah. it's it's definitely like you know because Pixar movies are for everybody, but like they they certainly have some that are like more like like Cars, um, Good Dinosaur. Oh, uh, what was the other one that's like more like boy? A toy no, in, well, you can say Toy Story was like for everyone, but not uh, specifically boy centric. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Um, he really like the only two like movies he really asked for 
was like this one now onward, right? Nice. And he asked for Moana because of Maui all the time, right? Because Maui was a man's man, you know Maui, you know. Yeah, dude, uh, uh, Moana's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and which one else he? He requested, uh, oh, he used to like fucking dig the Hotel Transylvania movies as well. Um, because they were more towards like a bit more in the boy side, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. But like, you know, Mavis was there, but it was more like, you know, uh, like a party for the boys, you know? Yeah, because it's like there's gross humor, there's like, you know, monsters, and like, it's stuff like, it's stuff that the. The if, you know quote yeah. unquote boys are generally more. There's into, farts you know I mean? and like spit yeah. jokes and like yeah. blobs <laughs> eating you know itself, and uh, it's uh, it's cool. But uh, onward, yeah, onward was dope. You watched it, right? Yeah, dude. And what'd you uh, think of onward? By the time this recording comes out, uh, you know, whenever it does, <laughs> 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 uh, on, onward will be on Disney Plus. And it's the second, like, early release following, like, Frozen 2. Like, they put Frozen 2 on there. Yeah, Frozen 2 popped up early. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen 2 is, like, dope in terms of rewatching too. Like, I don't think we ever talked about that. But just as a quick aside, that movie's good on the second time, too. Yeah, it um, is. It's good. Onward. I loved Onward, dude. It is... It's these, it's these two brothers, and it's like, yeah, it's this fantasy world or whatever, and they're on this quest. But honestly, it's, it's more like just... It's kind of just you could see this movie being in live action, you know, just like a and replace fantasy item quest with like I don't know, just going to see like a thing like I don't know, maybe their father left something in a storage locker that they're going to check out or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's such like a it's such a down to earth story, uh, despite like its fantasy world, and I. I love the dude. It's just it's good, and it's surprisingly like emotional. It just kind of yeah. kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah, it's it's very subtle in its emotions and and it and the way it uh, it kind of kind of it, it it sprinkles it in there bit by bit. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, you begin to cling on to these characters just because you know of the way they are and and how they're interacting and all that stuff. But then when things get really kind of in the shit you know like you get really d- deep with these characters we're doing spoilers i'm assuming uh Sh- yes. sh- should we because you know i i feel like i could talk about it without spoilers you know what i mean okay yeah um there's a part in the end that i don't want to spoil so i can't really talk yeah, about that that's part. what i'm like because that's where all the like the emotional surprise comes in yeah you know but like, it, it's it's a good build-up towards it and it's 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 rewarding because there's the build up towards it. And I'm like, it, you know, just saying it outright probably wouldn't do as well. You know, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Arturo? Um, I like the movie. I definitely, um, I think it hits home mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the whole father thing, how they both wanted to see their father and they both had different experiences with their father because, you know, Barley is the one, is the older one. So he was still like a little kid when his dad passed away. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, what's this guy's face? Um, you know, that's the other thing. I already forgot like their names. What's I, his I, name? I, I, I look, I blame the fact that I've been watching a lot of shit like in the last um, week or so, you know, like I've just been absorbing so much. So, like, um, but the whole thing is, it's these two elf brothers that, you know, it, it's in this world that's like fan- like magic has moved along to the way of science. 
like there's still magic and there's still magical creatures, but it's more like, you know, there's phones and cars and it's the modern world, but with fantasy creatures in it. And their father passes. And then when, uh, when the little brother turns 16, he gets left with the, they get left with a wizard staff that lets them revive their father for a day. And, you know, something messes up with that. And so they have to go on a quest to like fix that problem. And along the way, they, you know, they learn more about being brothers and their relationship with their father and with each other. And it's, it's like, it gets so emotional to the point where, like, I felt something when, like, they, you know, when it came to the van. Like, even just the van. Like, I was just like, man, this movie's good. Yeah. (laughs) Guinevere. Yeah, there's a moment where, like, uh, where all the tickets start flying out the window, and I was just like, I'm in. This movie got me. I'm yeah, in. yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was really well done. Um, I think uh, uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, uh, who play the brothers, respectively. Dude. Uh, the they, older brother is Chris Pratt. So Star-Lord and Spider-Man, right? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. like, they, you know, that just shows we need something with them in it. Like we need a live action thing with and that was with good them. chemistry. That was very yeah. good chemistry. Um, and I'm pretty sure they did their their lines together because yeah, they they had to have been in the same room. Yeah, at least some of it. Yeah, because, because yeah. that was it, it. It was very organic, and it was yeah. uh, that's that was the whole movie. That relationship and just that uh, the the bond that the brothers had, and seeing them kind of you know fight as brothers, and then. Uh, uh, have trust as brothers and laugh as brothers and do everything like just as these two brothers on like a road trip. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, it's um, it was it was awesome because it it helped root down the main focus of the movie. But then there was all this other shit going on around it. You know, there was the yeah. cop stuff. There was uh, their mom trying to go save them with the manticore, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, there was a lot of things going on, and it, visually there was a lot of things going on, but you always knew exactly what you were kind of um, paying attention to. I think the design at the end of, like, you know, the big boss was awesome. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 That was great. Um, uh, they look great. The elves look great. Like, like my wife pointed out how, like, their ears look translucent. Um, yeah. the way the way cartilage does, and it was just very impressive. Yeah, it's like they they it's kind of the whole thing of the movie. Like nothing felt unnatural. Like it's weird, right? Like it's like yeah, it's all these cartoony fantasy things, but it's also like I don't know. It just kind of it works. It all just you know, nothing like nothing was like oh this is a crazy fantasy world or nothing was like oh this is just. Like, it, it, you know, because Pixar, it, sometimes you do have the characters who have the same faces. Yeah, like, um, I agree. Like, Inside Out was kind of a problem for me. You know, not not for, like, the emotions themselves, but, like, all the people always look the same. And then you get, like, Incredibles, where you see that even more. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, maybe maybe Pixar should stick with, you know, the, met, like, non-humans for, for the rest of their movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know what? That is a very good point, and I've never really thought about it until you just mentioned it. Um, it's true. Um, it's weird though, because you have Coco, for example, where they look kind of different. But then I keep confusing at times Pixar and Disney, um, because right. like Disney, every movie has a different animation. Like in Moana, everyone looks different in Moana um, than than for example, everyone in Frozen. You know what I mean? Like right. j- just the character designs are different. 
Um, uh, and Pixar, now that I'm thinking about it, like, you're right. Like, all the all the people are very, very, what is it, like a 50s, like a yeah, 60s kind of, they, like, look, you know what I mean? They never left that incredible <laughs> style. Like yeah, you're right once about they, that. Once they nailed it with Incredibles, like, because Incredibles is what? Like, they're, you know, because they had people in Toy Story. But even you know, but Andy, but even yeah. Andy in, uh, in what, what what was it in, at the end of part three when he gives away um his toys to Bonnie? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. he has that like you know oh gosh oh golly look to him. Yes, you know? this um, is exactly that it. Ron Howard from Happy Days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because once they nailed that that fifties aesthetic in Incredibles, like it, they never left it. They never just see it's always just that kind of style. And even when it's like a modern movie, like, yes, I was like, I bring up Inside Out because I'm like, I didn't like how the people looked, but you know, the little characters are fine. You like, know what, though? But like, I think that's also, I don't know, maybe it's a thing because, for example, in Inside Out, you're not really supposed to focus on the people except maybe right. the daughter when they do show her. But maybe it's a way for them to kind of deter your eyes on just like you know don't focus on these people that's not what matters yeah um, it's it's their it, it's their attempt to being at because like, yeah at because like timelessness it, because you know, it's it, like Incredibles is pretty much their only human-centric kind of movie, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Inside Out is like these human characters are, you know, side characters, right? It's right. all these the feelings, obviously, are the ones who are getting the focus. I, that's what me. I think that's it. The only other time we've seen like humans was uh, Wally, but that doesn't count because you know it's so goofy. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, oh, everybody got all fat and oh, Big Hero Six is Disney, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, you see, they look kind of different. Those people with Big Hero Six. That's yeah, Disney's like, thing. That's what I mean. There's a there's a difference between having like a unified style, like a house style. Yeah. Because D- Disney has the house style where it's like very angular, very like you know, kind of like alien head type shit. Like you know, it's the yeah, it's the gray right. alien head shape. You know, because you look at you look at Tangled, you look at Frozen. They all have that. Like all the women have that. Like. Very like kind of pointy chin, the big, big eyes. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's it, that's the house style. But then you know, then you get different. You know, but but like Anna and Elsa look different from Kristoff. But like it's but in Pixar, it's kind of like everyone has that golly gee look with like different outfits or hairstyles. But it, you know, in Onward, it's kind of like they get to play around with that. You know, they get to play around with like, oh, you know, um, like the main friend group of the the younger brother. There's like a troll in the yeah. middle of all of them who's like super huge compared to the other ones. Yeah, and but he's, and he's handicapped, right? Which was cool that they put. Uh, yeah, like th- it's th- just a tr- like a this troll and just like this huge like I think he had to have been like a football player who got injured. Yeah, or yeah, he he was wearing a Letterman. Yeah, and that's was just like oh he's just in the middle of the friend group, but like it, those were all different designs and they all just kind of blended together. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's stuff like it's stuff like that. So like maybe maybe Pixar should like I mean look at Cars. Cars has no humans in it at all. You know, <laughs> and, and like Cars three is probably the I don't know Cars three is probably my my most recent fave. Out of all of them, like uh, Toy Cars Story, Three is awesome. I was like, Toy Story Three was high up there, but then once I saw Cars Three, I was like, man, I'm feeling this more. Yeah, you know? Cars Three, <laughs> that ending of Cars Three, like the way that happened, 
where uh, you know uh, McQueen gave Cruz the the fucking yeah. you know, the nod, well, you know, dude. It, it plays to us specifically, Arturo. It plays to our our watching Rocky growing up. Or like it plays it plays yeah. to that Balboa stuff. Like, I agree, one hundred percent. It was great. Um, but you know what else is great? Um, <laughs> episode twenty eight. Yes. of the morgue the official course feed podcast and as always nick valdez book.com what's up tex howdy everybody and i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and uh, we're just talking about movies because that's all we've been doing is just yeah. watching a lot of movies um uh we just uh we were talking about some onward you know it's out on uh out on vod now you guys can catch that one uh, another one that i uh i saw recently that i want to talk to you about um is uncut gems Mm. Um, I I liked the movie. I didn't hate it. Um, I hated the protagonist. I uh, yes. did not like Adam Sandler's character. He was good. Listen, the actor was good. The character um, was just such a piece of shit. I like that's the tough thing, right? Because yeah. it's like that you know because you want to say that's the point, but at the same time, that doesn't mean you have to agree. You know, it, yeah. it's like. You know, it, the whole point is to not like him, that he's terrible. But it's also like, I don't have to agree that I'm supposed to not like him. I don't know. It, it's a very weird thing, right? Like, but but Adam Sandler himself is great. Like, no, absolutely. Um, he's awesome. He he is really good. But he's also good in every every time he has to be serious. Yeah, um, dude. Or as Robin uh, said in Teen Titans, Go Versus Teen Titans, serious. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, dude. Like, I cannot say the word serious without saying serious, dude. T Titans go, man. It, it deserves more love. It, but yeah, really so does. um, uh, uh, we might do an episode on T Titans go one day. <laughs> we should, we should, but just because like it's a, so fucking great. But uh, yeah. yeah, back to Adam Sandler though. Um, he is good, and every time he's serious, um, uh, a Punch Drunk Love, for example, mm-hmm. is a very good um instance where he was. It, not the funny Adam Sandler. That, that was the first time that we saw Adam Sandler not be, um, you know, Happy Gilmore or yeah, uh, it was or Billy Madison. You know, that's the first time he's like, oh shit, he's actually a human being. This guy. You know? Yeah, because it's crazy. Because you know, you kind of forget like he's an actor when he's in all those other movies. Correct. But then, like all of a sudden, all of that stuff makes sense. You know, because it's like. You watch these movies and you're like, oh, I'm just watching Adam Sandler. But at the same time, you it, you don't really note that it's Adam Sandler. I like it's it's hard to explain, but like my favorite example is Waterboy. You know, like yeah, Waterboy. <laughs> Waterboy's my favorite. <laughs> they're characters. It's just yeah, these it, characters. It's these characters. You know, and but then uh, it just reminds me how like multifaceted he is. A little right? icky, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like the less said about it, the better. But it's also it it also shows that he he can do something else. But then like uh, <laughs> the first time we got you know what the first time we got a little bit of um, seriousness from Adam Sandler, I think has to have been what like Big Daddy maybe. Yeah, right? I think it was Big Daddy. Yeah, because it, it was, Big Daddy was the first one that was that was like, good too. Big Daddy, I liked it. Dude, Big Daddy's a good movie. Solid man. Man, solid. I, it, like it's the first one that like made him go through like this emotional arc, you know. Because the other ones are like he he learns how to stop being a child, you know. Because like Billy Madison was learning how to stop being a child. Oh yeah, absolutely. Happy Gilmore was the same. Uh, what was you know Mr. Deeds was essentially that, you know. <laughs> how about Wedding Singer? I'm a Wedding Singer. Wedding Where's Singer's that, my uh... okay. So Wedding Singer is my favorite one. 
favorite Adam Sandler movie out of the bunch. Waterboy is my favorite Adam Sandler, but but like Wedding Singer is my favorite. Like it's the best that Drew Barrymore trilogy uh, with Fifty uh, First Dates and Blended for sure. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I haven't seen Blended. I saw Fifty First Dates, um, but don't yeah, see Blended. But no, <laughs> I, I don't plan to. But uh, I, Wedding I mean, Singer because of Barrymore. Yeah, but it, it is good, and that's another one where he he does like all this emotional stuff. Yeah, but he's still kind of goofy. But he's still kind of yeah. goofy. You, you know what? It, it's that eighties hair he has too. It doesn't really help him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like he he puts like in in Wedding Singer, he's charming. And that's a different side you don't get because, like, he, yes. he still does the the Adam Sandler explosions. He's not a dick. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yes. in the other movies, when he's goofy, he's also a fucking dick. He's you know? also like, the biggest asshole. Yeah, yes. he is. You know, like, like Happy Gilmore. He's you know he's that asshole you love. You know, but he's still a fucking <laughs> asshole. All right? Yeah, exactly. Um, dude. But in, in Wedding Singer, it's the first time he's actually like a, a really nice person, like overall. But he just has bad luck when it comes to you know when it came to love and shit. Uh, yeah. So you kind of get this like a different side of Adam Sandler where he's actually acting, you know, where he's not a, uh, a fucking, where he's, he's actually a likable character through and through. Right. Um, yeah. Where even like, um, like everyone, like he does this magical thing though, where he puts the best supporting characters around him though, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, like everything, like he, he just has these really random, even for like a short moment, these really random characters just show up and. Yeah. And don't just you talk to Billy film. that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's random characters like through and through. So he's put together a little faction pretty much is that, um, that uh, his production company, right? The people who made Grandma's Oi, right? Yeah, yeah. Another great movie, which you we'll know, talk about down the line somewhere. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we might have to do like a Happy Happy Madison episode. Happy Madison episode, dude. It's really good shit. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, but back to <laughs> but back to Uncle James. Oh right, yeah, because <laughs> it's a movie like it's not about Adam Sandler, even though it is. He's just really good in it. Like, so he was good in the movie. People, I remember. We were talking about the tension, an invisible right. man, and attention and uncut gems. Um, yeah. What do you think had more gripping, so, thrilling tension? Now that I've seen both of them, like I, I would say, Invisible Man, because Invisible Man lets you sit in it more. Uncut gems, it's it's kind of like you're waiting for the shit to hit the fan, and it does get like especially that last act. Yeah, you know, with the the last game, especially because this whole time, this whole movie is this guy, this super asshole, is just kind of juggling constant shit. He's kind of juggling the same negative money that he has across, you know, and he's owing and owing and owing, and that's the whole movie. It's just him trying to trying to work his mind games around other people and just to constantly keep his money going. But um, and then that final act, it all comes to it all comes to roost. But in Invisible Man. It's kind of like, you know, it's more intense because she doesn't ask for it. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a difference in yes. anxieties because that one he he brings on himself. He brought it's a, it it's, on him. Thank it's you. a punishment. Like yes. it's a punishment. It's a it's a just desserts kind of anxiety. Exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what how I felt with it. It cuz the anxiety was was brought upon himself. It's exactly yes. like you said. Like, there's no other way to describe it. Um, that the anxiety was like, yo, he did it to himself, dude. Like, yes. even, like, spoiler here, even at the end, right, where um, where he could have made even and everything mm-hmm. would have been kind of, you know, that's it. 
You know, everything's made even. Everyone can just kind of go away. His major deck could go away. The one who was actually physically threatening him can yes. actually go away. He, but then he was like, you know what? No, I can take this and then we can get more money. And I'm like, oh, you're just a piece of shit, dude. Like, right. like you're over here. You have this thing where you can get this major problem off your back and you can slowly focus on the little things, right? But then you are so greedy that you're like, you know what? I think I can get more and I can get – like like he was thinking he can pay off his debts plus keep some for himself, yeah. right? But it's like, dude, like, you know, you obviously are, are not going to change. That's just yeah, the person like- you are. Once he once the dude starts fucking with the mob, it's kind of a done deal, right? Like it's 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 kind of just that was it, you know. And like that's that's the difference because it is tense. I will give you that. There is a lot of anxiety in it, and it does like you know it does take you along for the ride, and it does deserve a lot of the praise it gets. But at the same time, like you, if you don't like the central character, what are you gonna do? You know, you're just going to yeah. be like, oh, you're just waiting for him to get, you know, to get his punishment, his comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, to get his fucking, his uh, his just desserts, as you put it earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a, a solidly put well together movie. You know what I mean, everything yes. was nice. It flowed very nicely. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's incredibly made. Like, it flowed Brothers, very nicely. Like, yeah. And then um, uh, it was a little joke I told my wife um, that uh, about uh, Elsa being in the movie. <laughs> yeah. That uh, you know that I guess uh, she, she just let him go, right? <laughs> but and she was like, "Shut up!" I was like, uh, "Well deserved, well deserved." Um, but uh, but yeah, so Elsa's in the movie and she's good. I I didn't think she was you know you know an actress like like that you know <laughs> you know well, and, yeah and I know she yeah. did Broadway, but uh, it's different. Broadway is different from screen, you know. That. I I agree. Yeah. I do agree. Like um, the only time I've, I've I've ever seen her in action was uh was in Glee. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count because that's like that's a fucking Broadway show. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like. I like when you. Oh, and she was in Enchanted too. Uh, do you remember? She was actually the. Oh no, um, I know. Enchanted was good. Yeah, she was the the replacement princess or queen or I forget. Oh, no, what. I don't remember that. Yeah, it, 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 but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. She's Elsa now. Yeah, know? exactly. That's it. That's it. You're Elsa. Hey, man, <laughs> she's, whatever. She's, she's set for life. Like, honestly, Dude, like if yeah. it wasn't, if it wasn't for Broadway, yeah. <laughs> I'll be I Elsa would, for life if you want me to. I would, I would definitely be Elsa for life in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, but yeah, Uncut Gems was good. Um, it was a good movie. There's a lot of people, I think, that they're, just, they're overrating it. Yeah, I – I will agree to that too. Uh, like I hate to say it because it's been like pumped up so much, but like I think it's overrated. Well, yeah, we've we talked about this before where uh there's a difference between a movie that's like good cuz it's a well-made movie and you know, then there's a entertaining movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? Like I, I just feel that if people underestimated Adam Sandler for some reason. That's what it is. You, you know, know what? It, because I'm like I was like I, I I, I, I would have no doubt 100% that this man can pull off anything he wanted to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? we, we're the, like, we just, we just went through his library right now, yeah. revealing how, how, how much expertise we have with his catalog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, this was just another Adam Sandler performance, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. Uh, you know, he's good. He's a <laughs> welcome world. Adam yeah. Sandler is a good actor, you know? Like, yeah, you it, know it what? sucks you guys haven't experienced it like we have thoroughly, but, you know, here you it, go. 
it sucks he didn't get the the nod, the Academy Award, at least a nomination for it. Because yeah, th- that yeah. is a snuff. Like he he really should have got one. That it's is like, uh, that was a good performance. Uh, like he he was he portrayed that piece of shit so good. You got to give him the credit for for trying. You know, because like he rarely does stuff like that goes out of his way so much like this, you know, because he's like he just came out of a Netflix deal where he earned like a billion dollars. Yeah, so he's good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he didn't even have to do this. You know, so, what, like, but, so I'm not totally sh- I'm sure that, uh, you know, not getting the nod is uh, is, is making him restless at night. I mean, you know? yeah, no, it definitely it's definitely not. But it's like as an actor, it's like you should. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess like deep down inside, he was like, "Shit, man, I fucking tried hard in this movie." Well, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, well, the part of me that wants good actors to get recognized for their shit is just like, man, you know, he should have got at least a nom or at least been on that list. But uh, it, it, it's fine. He's got he's got his billion dollar Netflix money. You know, <laughs> like, shit, was, man. Yeah, dude. And then of course everything he produces and everything his friends are in, and he's just he's good. He's set. But uh, I hope he does another movie like this again. Just I don't know what, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, before we get into um, you know, good stuff, we gotta t- talk about some bad stuff, right? Uh, yeah, um, unfortunately, right. <laughs> just just because I want to bring it up because it's been a long time. So um, this movie, uh, we had the opportunity to catch uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. Um, yes, I, we did. That's playing on Amazon Prime. Uh, we mm-hmm. I, I've listen. I finally fucking saw it. This movie was made back in 2007, um, which explains a lot of the production value. It was definitely made in 2007. <laughs> it, feels, it feels closer to 2000 than 2010. Oh, yeah. You know was, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, round down. Especially. Oh, man. Yeah. But I forgot what movie I saw that trailer with. And I'm like, you know what? Like, at the time, you know, uh, oh, you know why? Because this was the hostile time. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, yes. When we got hostile, because I think hostile came out in 06. Yeah, um, it, was, there. It, was the, it was the violence porn era. Yeah. yeah. So I was like fucking, you know, give it to me. It looks creepy. It looks fucking like uh, an eight millimeter Jay's kind of, right. you know, storyline and shit. Oh, um, man. If only, dude. If, if only. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if, we, if we even got that close. Dude, it, I would kill for like a, another eight millimeter. Oh, we gotta do that good. one show. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. we definitely gotta do eight millimeter. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, so back to this terrible movie. So. <laughs> yeah, see that one instead. <laughs> yeah, go see eight millimeter instead. That was really good. Yeah, um, and it's creepy as shit. But yeah, so this movie pretty much uh, it's like a mockumentary. You can call mm-hmm. it right because yes. it it, uh, it parodies uh, like um, an unsolved mysteries kind of TV show. Yes. Uh, and uh, it kind of does a good job of that because, like, you know, it, it kept everything flowing well. Where it really kind of goes down is, um, like, a lot of the acting is looks very poor. That doesn't really help it. The only things that actually helped it but always brought it down was their counterparts were the women in the film. Uh, the victims, yes. unfortunately, were um, the best ones um, in in the movie in terms of just kind of – you know, being on point when when it came to acting, in my opinion, I'm not sure what you think about. No, that. no, I would agree because so the whole thing is um, so it's a mockumentary about the serial killer that recorded all of his kills and recorded all the lead into his kills, yeah. and you know, and then they're talking about these mysterious tapes years later about this killer, and so throughout the whole thing, you see bits and footage of each of the tapes. 
And, you know, and the the worst part is the killer himself, you know, because he, he talks a lot, you know. Oh, yeah, he, it's gross. It's really, like, it's gross in terms of what he says and in, in like, in how he acts. So, or not in how, okay, how do I say in I how, would rather him give the action than actually talk. You yes, know what I mean? I would exactly. rather him, like, maybe just give me the breathing and the sounds. But, yeah, because uh, you if know. you're gonna do if you're gonna do the found footage, if you're gonna do POV, you do maniac style or you do Halloween. You either yeah. do the Michael Myers breathing or you do the maniac style where it's like you all you see is him re- reacting to his own brutal kills. Yeah, you, you don't know? give him full dialogue. Like yes, you know, yes. Like when the uh, with the Girl Scouts, it was full dialogue. Like um, yes, it's like come on, we don't need that. Um, and it was just weird because at first it seemed like the Girl Scouts would be smarter than actually coming to the fucking house. Um. Uh, Oh, seven was different, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it, you know. So the the whole found footage thing, it's it's a cool idea, like you just said. It's a, the documentary on top of that is a super. It's a neat idea. So that they give it, a, I give it a lot of credit for that, and I give it a lot of credit for the presentation. You know, even though the acting's not on par with you know with all the people involved doing like the 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 interviews, the expert witness interviews and shit like yeah. that. But like, then it falls apart when you get the footage. Like, how do yeah. you how do you fuck up like the main thing? Yeah, it, um, it's I have like, a lot of problems with that. Uh, they wanted to give it this aged look, first of all, mm-hmm. um, and they just gave it this like rainbow kind of static thing, yeah. which really kind of threw off any important visual impact any of those scenes were supposed to make because it just as a viewer you know you know especially me because i dealt with vhs before you know yes and, uh, I, um, and i've dealt with like you know fucking cassette tapes and actual ribbon and, and tape and like i know what it looks like on the screen when it looks fucked up you know it doesn't look like that <laughs> um yes. like they gave you a photoshop show which i think was a big detriment to the whole production because yes. like you I would rather you just give me black and white. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's so it's so distracting. Yeah, it was unnecessary. Like you did the static, okay, which is like okay, I get it. But then you do this color thing, which totally kind of kills any ambient kind of environment you're trying to build with the movie, um, yes. because it doesn't look good. And like I'm not sure to the other people who've seen this before uh, if they think the same thing but like that doesn't look like a normal you know you know recording (laughs) yeah and there's you know and there's no editing to the when they play the found footage you know because like in a normal documentary you would intercut this stuff with people talking more you know because there there are times where it's like it's this super long played out part we're just we're just watching the footage yeah and it's like you know like a normal documentary would cut stuff out or be like or would have someone go, oh, well, you know, warning for graphic material coming or something like that, you know. And it, it could have played into that more. But instead, it chose to – I I don't know, man. They played – it, it. they played um, – I get what you're saying. They played like just random portions of like the whole – tapes they found instead of actually trying to weave it into the yeah, conversation it, it wasn't like you know because documentaries even like those like if you watch like uh, you know my mom watches a ton of these like she's addicted to them and they all have a story by the end of it you're kind of like oh the wife did it or it's like oh the husband definitely did yes it. Or exactly yeah or you're like oh this guy's fucked up or oh this woman is like oh this murder is crazy or all this shit 
And you don't you get no sense of that here because there's no story connecting no, these clips. But but you know what though? Like we do get some semblance of some kind of cool kind of um uh storytelling, I could call it, when when they uh get into how they found this uh detective yes. guilty of it, right? But yes. then it, it was part of the of the whole grand scheme of things, which is honestly pretty fucking genius like uh, like in the writing of it i'm like oh this is different i'm like why didn't they just do it like that like if they wanted to do something they could have like found a way to um tell that story how it was the kill this whole time and they found this guy guilty until that like just kind of tell that story but they wanted to tell this random story of just like they try to be cool I mean, yeah, it's you. You revel, you revel too much. They revel too much in the footage, yes, and the in the quote unquote brutality of the footage. Yes, it's like Rather, we get it. Yeah. It's like, listen, I have no problem with that. Like that was great. I liked the whole kind of the hardcoreness of it. How like in the Girl Scout thing, how his w- one victim was the table he was actually you know p- putting shit on, you know, yeah. which was fucking like it was cool. But that like. Like it's like you said, if if edited correctly, it shouldn't have to have been that way. You know what I mean? It just yeah. felt like they wanted to show off how cool, how how hardcore and brutal this killer was. You know, when they had a story where it's like, wait a minute, yeah, he was fucking weird and shit, but you had a story where uh, this guy like knew what was kind of going to happen and pinned this all, all these murders on this cop. And it was kind of cool how that all turned out. Um, and then even in the story, you get how the FBI uh, profiled him as like a different killer all the time. That's how smart mm-hmm. he was. Like, so you have something there, which is great. But then they decided to just kind of be very hostile about it and just torture yeah. porn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, when and you it told wasn't... me When you told me hostile came out around the same time, it made so much sense. Yes. Yeah. It's... Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't even like it was. Like it was shock value. They were just trying to shock you with a lot of the shit, honestly. Because it wasn't. It there were a couple things that that were cool, but you could have gotten to that without like that portion where the dude has has this mask on his head and he's crawling or something, right? Yeah. Um, and then he just stabs her with those needles in the neck. Okay, that's cool, but like you're just kind of the you know, it's just you're just doing it just to do it. Like it was empty. You know what I mean? It yeah, it, it didn't have any substance behind it. Yeah, that's the problem with torture porn in general. You know, uh, like yes. I, I've said it on the show before, I'm not like a fan of hyperviolence. And that's why. Because it's like a lot of the times it's just there. Like it's just there to be there, you know. And I get it. Like if I were making a crazy gory movie and I got the rating, I'd be like, fuck it. Let's do it, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you got to edit. You got to edit yourself. You got to have people to, to like edit it down. Because like you said, there's a super good movie here. Yeah, kind, it really it's is. Kind of, it's and, buried. And it's a shame. It's a shame. I swear. Like it's like uh, that show on Netflix, uh, the, the oh, mind shit. Yeah, because there's you know there there are good uh, yeah there's Mind Hunter, which is yeah like, Mind Hunters, yeah. You know, and, so like it had something of that kind of vibe to it, deep down inside at its core. That's what they were really trying to do, but they were like, "Fuck it, like, let's take advantage of this 
uh, of the whole hostile thing. Yeah, and then on and top of that, the footage isn't even good. Like, it's just like... No, yeah. the f- again, I would have taken black and white, honestly. Yeah, because, like, there's a... Like, we have plenty of good found footage examples before and after that, too. Like, um, like Blair Witch, the most famous one. Yeah, or I guess the most theatrical one that the most widespread, where it's like we we got a whole story out of the footage, you know, like there's yeah, there's like a difference uh, there. um, there's Blair Witch, there's um, a record the Spanish movie which inspired Quarantine. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, there's that there's, you know that's found footage stuff. There's the there's the VHS anthology which gives you a bunch of different examples. Uh, yeah, the, the those are dope because those are like not, it's a long watch <laughs> to oh. be honest. Yeah, um, you know, if in VHS the only thing I would recommend is the the succubus one, the very first the very the first, first movie. One. That was a good one. Yeah, because it it gives you the first and best one like right away. And then they you can were. Just- <laughs> um, I'm sorry to interrupt. They no, were. No gonna make a real movie out of that i think they ditched that effort then yeah because you got the idea already yeah what else are you gonna do right yeah Um, but yeah so vhs was good um it also reminds me of the abcs of death which at times had some found footage stuff in it which is also a long watch um but we'll talk about you got 20 fucking something letters man and but that's the thing the thing what i'm saying like the the point of bringing that up is like those know how to show the footage yeah, like, you know, because it's like if you're Cloverfield, yes, know. like if you're going to do this stuff, like learn your angles properly. Like, yeah, if it's this if it's this guy filming this stuff, like how would the guy film it? You exactly, know? it's like he wouldn't carry a camera around with him the whole time he's walking through a house, and if he did, it'd be like you know what I mean, like yeah, because like if, for instance, back to that guy, a Girl Scout scene, they don't even acknowledge the fact that this guy's holding a camera. Yes, you know, so it, so it doesn't really. I don't think he ever had the camera because the girls would have said something because they seem to be smart little girls, right? Yeah. Um, so, so they would have been like, "Hey, why are you holding that camera?" You know, yeah. The, the first time someone questions him in any way, you would like. One of the first questions would be like, "What do you like? Why are you recording this?" You know, that happens once, like when yes. he gets picked up as a hitchhiker, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just kind of recording my journey over here, or some shit or other." He said some bullshit. Yeah, but um, yeah, like a lot of the times you don't really know if the camera is should be there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if it's meant to be recorded because it doesn't. It's not edited that way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so you don't know what this guy is really doing. But again, it was a good idea. Um, it's a poor execution. Uh, it's uh, again a, keeping everything in black and white would have solved everything in terms of just giving the, their movie a little bit more of that realism and that credibility. Yeah. If you would have uh, just, uh, if it would have been just a little bit older, like, yeah. uh, like maybe when VHS tapes were first starting to come out. Yeah. And so you could be like, oh, this guy was like, you know, or if you bring it into the modern day, because everybody's recording everything now with phones. Yeah. And so if someone's recording you on their phone, you're not going to, you know, it's just kind of a thing now. Yeah, you know, and- exactly. Um, it was an idea. It seemed to be ahead of its time and yeah. and ahead of its uh, handling. Ahead- yeah, ahead of <laughs> itself, really, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. It was uh, too much for the filmmakers to kind of reel it in and actually um, sprout that story that's in there, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is honestly a really good, like – dark a detective story um like seven or something you know what i mean yeah um so it was there um we're probably gonna steal their idea and write a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah because now thinking about it i'm like you could do like something like a streamer doing this stuff now you know yeah, or exactly like, 
everybody's got cameras or it just you do it just do it but uh <laughs> yeah but, you know in all this all this talk about stuff that's streaming and then you know what could be streaming or what what could be you know not i would recommend um you know because we're going to be talking about the sequel actually yeah let me just so the trailer came out for trade to busan peninsula I know I I have seen something online about that, and I just thought I was like, oh, how, who, who's making a movie right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when I saw the trailer, you know, it it says coming soon, and I'm just like, uh, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, what? So yeah, I haven't obviously I haven't been looking for trailers because it's like, right. like, who's gonna put out a trailer right now? You know? But um, apparently, you know. yeah, apparently the, there's a a sequel. So like, all right, so. The first thing, like, that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that's weird is the, I guess, the title card, right? It's yes. um, Train to Busan or From Train to Busan. Yeah, it's like Train to Busan Presents. Yeah, which which I'm like, uh you know, I, you know, I it's weird, right? Because it's like, like it, yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh, this looks like it's a fan video or something," yeah. right? But then, um, <laughs> honestly, it started to unfold, and that action, my yeah, man, it, it's from that, the same director. Like it, it's that taking, action looks fucking on point, dude. Yeah, like the stuff we liked about Train to Busan was were the action and the way, like the way it presented zombies. And we've talked about this in our zombie episode and our best of the decade. Go check those out. And we probably talked about the horror action, too. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about Train to Busan for a little while now. Yeah, and that's why I was like, yeah, go check that one out if you're looking for streaming stuff. It's on Netflix. And um, this one will probably get launched on VOD. I don't see why not, right? Like, why would it – there's no theaters and no one would go pay to see it, to be honest. If they're smart, I would pay to see it at home. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I would not pay to see it in a theater. Exactly. If we, you know, when we get to get out of here and that's one of the movies out, I don't care what's out in the theater. I'm going to go see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when we get out of here, <laughs> it's I'm going to go see whatever's out there. I don't care. And if this is okay. Point is, this is a movie good for VOD. There's a lot of cool action in it. And it's the same train to Busan director, same world. And I have. It's like four uh, years after or something like that. Yeah, and it's like super apocalyptic now. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, the zombie shit took over. Yeah, dude, four years fucked that place up. So <laughs> it's no twenty eight weeks later. You know, it, well, hmm. Well, a Jace. Yeah, a Jace, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's twenty eight. When I was looking at the actions, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like twenty eight weeks later, a Jace kind of shit. Yeah, um, yeah. But like I said too, like. Like another zombie thing that was cool was that that Black Summer show that I was talking about on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, where it had that actiony kind of zombie stuff where you had to travel with a group with guns, kind of just uh, taking down these people like like right to a goal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one looks like it's a heavier kind of action to that point where you have to you know go from point A to point B avoiding zombies. So um, l- let's see what a, a difference they can do. Um, a sequel to Train to Busan would have been cool. Um, but in retrospect, would is it necessary? I don't think so. No, um, yeah. I guess I, I guess that's the problem, right? Because you can't. I guess that's why they went with Train to Busan Presents because it's like you. It can't be a sequel because the first ones feel so complete. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we don't need to know more of the story. That's it. Like, like we get it. Like, as a horror fan, you understand the world's fucked up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like watching yeah. that kind of movie, you understand. Yo, everything's fucked up. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like these guys, there is no normalcy anymore to that kind of world, right? So mm-hmm. you understand that. So there is no reason to expand on that. Um, unless you're like a Resident Evil type of vehicle where, you know, where you're based off of a video game, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and this, it definitely looks like that's the direction this franchise is going. Yeah. 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 And I don't mind, to be honest. Like, there's a cool little part in the trailer where it's like this pile of zombies moving forward. Yeah. That was cool, man. I kind of want to see that. (laughs) It looked, it also looked practical. So that's the difference. Like, I'm wondering, I, I don't know, because it, it does move along too fast. So I'm wondering if they really had a bunch of people just in a pile moving. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I hope that's what they did, because um, Trade to Busan was all practical but stuff. But yeah, if I'm assuming uh, if they put out the trailer now, it's going to be a, a VOD kind of you know, oh, release. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's cool. That's cool. I'll take it. I, I want to watch new movies. There's nothing dude. new there right now. Yeah. Come on, Hollywood. Don't be bring scared. Us, yeah, like, bring us all the VOD, dude. It. People yeah. will pay for this shit. You know what I mean? Like the smaller movies. Like, listen, Black Widow, you could have released that shit in fucking VOD, bro. It, yeah, Come that's on, if not Disney Plus, I get it, you know, because no, it, I get it. You don't want to make that shit free like that, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like put that shit out on pay per view, bro. You know, yeah. I'll pay twenty bucks like with uh, to watch a fucking Black Widow with my kids and my yeah, family here. I you know? get it because people are like they see the twenty dollars and it's like oh the price, but I'm like that, that's the price of like a ticket or two tickets depending on where you are. Not even, and- dude. Dude, uh, um, a 3D ticket around these areas, $24, bro. Wow. Yeah. 21 to $24. So yeah. a $20 pay-per-view rental for 48 hours, bro. Right? That, you know what? I won't even take 48 hours. I'll take 24 hours. Right? Honestly, yeah. yeah. Because if I'm going to order it, I'm going to watch it then. Right? So mm-hmm. a 24-hour rental for 20 bucks to watch a fucking new release, dude, everyone would be down for that shit. And then the thing is, if you want to watch it again, you got to pay another 20 bucks. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. people will people will pay another twenty bucks depending on the movie, you know. Like it's it's out there. People have nothing else to do right now. It's a perfect time for them to kind of not be entirely fucking you know Hollywood about it. You know what I mean, and, like yeah. And if not, all these movies that would come out on VOD anyway are going to start to shine because those are going to be the new releases. Right? So now you know what's going to happen. You know what's mm-hmm. going to happen now? Um, when all these movies are released, it's going to be a clusterfuck in theaters in the box yeah. office. It, like, their numbers are going to be too scattered to even matter because everyone's just watching everything, you yeah. know? Um, because obviously they um, they scheduled their releases strategically in order to gain the most amount of money, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now with everything being pushed back at least like six to eight months, right? Oh, it, dude. Yeah, speaking of, Sony pushed all their shit to next year. Like, oh, Morbius I saw it to 2021, it. right? Yeah. And, like, I think Venom 2 is still on track for October. And uh, Quiet Place 2 got announced for September 4th. So of this know, year? Yeah. So, it, like, like you're saying, it's it's all just going to get jammed together yeah. by whatever. Yeah. And then all these box office numbers you wanted to compensate for the budget of the movie, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And to break even and shit is not going to be there. So yes. why not just like release it on, on VOD? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if the movie is good enough, right? Put it back in theaters. Maybe have a small limited run to kind of get some more eyes on the big screen, you know? But just putting it back together like that, I think um, in the big picture is – 
I understand it. Trust me, I get it. But in in terms of their big pictures and their budget numbers, like it's gonna fuck up their you know their gains and profits because mm-hmm. now everything is coming out within a week or two within each other, and it's not gonna have the same kind of legs it would have when it was gonna be initially released. So um, you know what. If that happens, it's good for us. It's bad for them. So it's oh, a win yeah. for us uh, as as fans. So I'll take that honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine go, uh, going to the theater every fucking week, dude, or every other week, like just to see a solid movie. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. Yeah, like it's gonna be good for us, bad for them. Like you, you're absolutely right, and even better for people like you and me who who bought the respective passes for our theaters. Yes. <laughs> so like, whenever they all come back, I'm going every day, dude. Like it's those three every movies day. a week are gonna get burned so fast, <laughs> yeah. dude. because it's three movies a week. So I can just after I watch one, I'll get one ticket back. So I'm gonna just keep fucking doing and doing it, dude. Oh, dude, it's like I like I said earlier. I'm just gonna see whatever's out. You're you're right. Like, there's there's not gonna be like, oh, I don't want to see that. No, it's just like, fuck it, get yeah. out of the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck it, dude. Just want to yeah. go back to theaters, man. Because honestly, for me, that's where I went all the time was a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as uh, you know, as Corpse Feed and just a movie fan, I was in movie, in movie theaters almost every week. Um, I was a uh, um, you know a good patron. I don't mind spending the money in fucking. In um in concessions, but I also brought some candy in, shit like that. You know what I mean? So oh, you yeah, kind of break dude. even. Um, you work the system a little bit, but I was always there. I, I at least bought a soda all the time, right? Oh, oh yeah. Or, or I just say an icy, a slushy. You know what I mean? I always I always get an icy. Yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Because I bring in some candy or whatever, or some homemade <laughs> popcorn. You know, yeah. and or I eat, I, I, I I eat before show up. Yeah, yeah. But it's always like. Um, movie theaters is special, man. Like I think that's why you and I got along so well in the beginning too. Yeah. Like we, were, I was like, oh, I also went to theaters like every fucking week as a kid, and then growing up, and like, you know, my my first R rated movie, Arturo. What was, was it? Actually, Final Destination. Really? So, uh, yeah. Oh. So <laughs> it was my first R rated in a theater too, because like uh, my cousin knew somebody working at the at the yeah. stand. So like they they hooked her up and they you know they let us in without checking IDs or whatever. Or was it was just kind of like yeah, go check it out. And so that was my first like it was my first R rated movie. That's then, that's perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> real quick though, my first one I believe it was my mom took me to see uh, a double header. Um, uh, we, we went to go see, um, um, the curse of Michael Myers, right? That's legit. Yeah. Um, and the big green, <laughs> because the big green was first. It was a crazy double header, right? So you went yeah, to the theater. That's the weirdest double header, dude. Yeah. It, it was the big green at first. Right. And then it was the curse of Michael Myers. So, um, but yeah, so speaking of your first radar movie, right? It's, uh, um, a 20 year anniversary pass a couple of weeks ago God, made me feel so old dude in the year 2000 <laughs> <laughs> days gone by you know what I mean like it's um um I had the opportunity to rewatch that thing yesterday. Oh, you did? Uh, good. Yes, good. yes, in its entirety. And I have some problems with this movie. You do, um, too, right? Okay. Um, it's okay. I have some problems with the movie. Let's talk it out. So, Final Destination. Um, I, I know you're a big fan of Final Destination, the whole yeah. franchise. Um, what uh, What do you like so much about this movie, man? So, it's – so, I – well, I guess, first of all, I, I guess to put the the – 
the qualification out there is that, yeah, it was my first R-rated movie, so I think that's why I got so attached to it, first okay. of all. But Fair it's enough. also it's also the ultimate closure. I I always like I always feel I need closure in movies, and it's like horror movies always gave me the best of this because it's like you either you either die or you don't. You know? Yeah, and, it's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. it. You know, that's the finality of it. Yeah, because it's like you know in in romantic comedies and all that stuff they go on living, and I'm like I want to see more. You know, like it's like. It, my my favorite example of this is like the end of Hitch, where it's like he gets married, and I'm like, oh, I want I want just a little more of that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, Final Destination is closure. It's like you you die, and yeah, it's the end it's, of that loop, you know. Yeah, it's it's death. There's no cheating death. There's no escaping it. Or as Tony Todd says in that first one, it's like you. There's no escaping. Listen. And, that man <laughs> was in that movie for like what? It must have been like it was two minutes, dude. Two three <laughs> minutes, and he was the best thing in the whole movie. Yes, it, that explanation of the death design and all that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and, they and brought, I'm like, they, oh, Tony Todd, like that was great, man. <laughs> Thanks for you know giving this movie what it needed. You know, it gave uh, it that little final bit of cred, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, Yes, 100%. yes. I have several issues with it, though. Um, it, you know, watching now because I haven't seen it in its in its entirety in a long time. I've, uh, I've caught bits and pieces, but not from front to back. You know, right, um, right. And um, there are some problems with this movie. It does not um, age well. It, no, it no. doesn't. Um, the characters don't age well. It's it's from the year two thousand, but they're very nineties characters. <laughs> Right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the very 90s characters. Um, there's that guy from Dawson's Creek, fucking the jock. Yes. What's yes. his face? Um, I, I, I don't even remember. It's the dude who ends up being fucking. Uh, it's fucking Dr. Doom, right? No, wait, no, not Dr. Doom. No, that's, that's not Dr. Doom. That's the Dr. Doom lookalike, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Dr. But, Doom is a guy from, like, uh, from either Buffy was, or Angel or something. Oh, no, yeah, no, from yeah. Charmed. From Charmed. Yeah, it was Charmed. There right, we from go. Charmed, yeah. <laughs> like, he was uh, the love interest, right, for Alyssa Milano, I think, in Charmed right, or something. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but you're, you're 100% right. These characters don't sound like real people anymore. And they never did. And Stifler? Oh, my God. Fucking um, uh, <laughs> Stifler. What's his actor's name? I totally forgot. Dude, um, it's like something John Scott or something like that, right? Yeah, something, something like that. Something but, Scott um, something. But he gets uh, a good in this movie. I'm glad he gets a good because he's such a bitch. Like, oh, yeah, Billy, like, dude. Like, they make him like a, like a straight up kind of like uh, – just uh, a scaredy cat, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, the whiny guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a whiny little scaredy cat, dude. And it's like, uh, and he's the guy that like just who needs to just kind of be quiet. And I'm glad the movie agrees <laughs> and, and slices his head in half. Yeah, dude. Like he's like, oh, uh, I'm staying away from you, man. It's your turn, man. It's your turn. Slice. Yeah, you know. I'm like, like, oh, thank God for that. It, it's tough in that movie because like the best death is the surprise one, the bus. And the bus death is still probably the, like, it still ranks high, even with, like, five movies in. Because like, it's just, The bus like, death with, uh, with the chick that happens just out of yeah, nowhere, Yeah, where right? she's all, like, where she's like, you all could drop dead, and then, Poof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a good death, because it's, you know, you don't expect it, and it's the first, you know, it's the first movie, so back then it was yeah. a huge surprise. That one also is the most natural, I think, out of all yes, of them. Yes, I agree. And um, that's that's also the part that doesn't age well. And yeah. that's that's why the rest of them kind of get it, like, because it starts to play into the Rube Goldberg aspect of it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it's like one thing leads into another, into another, into another. No, but you but, see, but that was crafted better in the sequels, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Final- like, yeah. Uh, for instance, um, like, I, I have a big problem with the way uh, the first uh, death went out. Uh, uh, Devin Sawa's friend's best friend, right? Like, the guy who supposedly killed himself, right? Yes. Who, who slipped on some liquid that then kind of retracts like T-1000. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why is, like, death a character? Like, yeah, it's, you know? They personify it too much. And yes. It, it, that's a problem in the first one, and then it gets. You're right. It gets fine tuned in the other ones. Yeah, because then, it, yeah, exactly. We, in the other we ones, get it. it. Exactly, we get it. But in the other ones, they show like they, they foreshadow a lot of issues um, w- w- with the scene. Like, oh, hey guys, this is some pinpointing of uh, what's going on. That's that's gonna go bad. Like shit, shit that's gonna go bad. Like a loose screw or like a fan that's not working. They show you that shit, right? So yeah. you know off the bat what that is. But like in this one, they um like death has like um a first hand hand in this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, which which is like, is it because the design was messed up? Why he's intervening? But if that's the case, um, like they have to. There's some things that, like, at first when you first saw it, like, when you were young, you're like, oh, shit, it was cool. But then seeing now, you're like, oh, a lot of things shouldn't be that are there. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, like um, go, yeah, go for it. No, no, I I will agree completely with what you're saying because it's not, it's not a, a particularly violent movie. No, it's not. Know? And, like, this is why, like, Final Station 2 is my uh, – we'll, we'll talk about the franchise some other time. But, like, Final Station 2 is my favorite version of the, of the franchise in general. Because it, it fine tunes it. Because the first one, they're kind of figuring it out, right? And yeah. you can tell. You can tell it's it's figuring out not to personify death too much. That the clues that Devin Sawa's character was kind of messing around with. Oh, and R.I.P. Devin Sawa's career. Let me yeah. just say that real quick. You know, um, Idle Hands is also one of my favorites going up. <laughs> 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 but, um, but Jessica yeah, Alba like, looked pretty good in that movie. Oh, yeah, dude. That angel suit. Yeah. Yep. The angel dress. Yes. Uh, yes, that's sir. Why, that's why it was also one of my favorites. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, going back to Devin Sawa, it's because he was figuring out that there were clues to actually look out for. And then in part two, they spread it, you know, through the Ali Larder character and then from there, it's like once it's established that these clues are the things you should look out for, it's no longer death having to do this shit. It's just clues that naturally kind of fit together. Yeah, it's like, hey, can, can you just be a little bit more careful and watch out for that loose fucking <laughs> vent that's yeah. there? It's like, oh, no, yeah. I'm good. I think I have enough time to look for some clothes over here under this loose vent. Dude, <laughs> and that's that's why part two, uh, that's why it's the most um, prolific, or I forget the word, but it's the most well-known in terms of like memes and stuff. You okay, know, yeah. The, the picture of the log truck. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, even, yeah. dude, <laughs> to this day, dude. Yeah. Like, every time I'm driving cross-country, like at any point, like I stay away from any fucking open trucks. I stay away from anything that has logs in it because yes. of fucking Final Destination 2. Yeah, because, you know, the, the car pileup is also the best one in terms of like – what it you know what it, these movies are for yes you know and it's like building this chain and building this chain of events that seems perfectly natural exactly. and of course and of course part two has its own goofy shit but like that's that's where it like it heightens it and it fixes it and and part one it, it's kind of like it 
I forgive a lot of it now, of course, because it doesn't age. It, 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 it tries, though. It, it tries, and that's the thing. It it tries too much, and that's that's where you say like it, it personifies death, and that's where they they realize they have to reel it back in. Yeah, and they're like, it's not about the death itself; it's about the people thinking they can defeat it. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's reel it back in, just like that water reeled itself back into a fucking pipe. <laughs> oh, like because like because like I was watching that scene. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I thought, why would the water go back? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't you show the water's there? Because oh, he slipped and just killed himself by mistake or something. Like, if there was any doubt, that's like there's evidence that like this is why the other ones are are so kind of just fun because there's things that that you see as just a viewer like oh shit that's gonna happen that's gonna happen but then the movie does swerves and shit like that you know what i mean yeah. um but like it's all like it's it's all environmental stuff everything's already there like in this yes. one there's a lot of interference like for example in the last scene where um ellie larry gets thrown a fucking everything but the kitchen sink like death <laughs> is trying to kill her so bad <laughs> fucking uh electrical wire falls down it starts spreading all over her backyard right yeah. she tries to save her dog and a fucking umbrella all of us all of a sudden just pops and goes around it punctures her pool having this pool of water with this electrical <laughs> wire i'm like come on <laughs> And then she gets in the car. The fucking car is, like, g- going on fire. Like, yo, come on. Give this girl a fucking chance. Yeah, it's because... Like, it got really ridiculous. That first movie is a slasher movie. And I think that's because they, they... Once they realize they have their own formula to mess with and not exactly, like, a slasher formula, they found the... And that's where part three and four and five come in. Because it's like, by then, they're like, oh, we figured out how to be different. And we figured out how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so unfair in that first movie, right? Yeah, like, dude, it's uh, it's it's wild because he tries so hard. Death tries so hard. It's like I'm, a, it's like I'm not gonna kill you, little kids. <laughs> it's like he's like, oh, bless his heart. He's just trying so hard, and they're trying to avoid death all the time, and and um, it was it was a lot. And then the FBI agents were a bit much. Um, the FBI oh, agents yeah. back then they were always a bit much though. They were always very annoying. Yeah, they were um, always that. It, it was always a cheap plot. It was but, always you know like what a, though. But but then uh, Devin Sawa's character is such an idiot. You know, it's like you know what? Lock me up. That way you can see that I'm not killing anybody, dude. You know what I mean? It keep me in this holding room for like 24 hours or something. Keep me in a cell for a bit. That way yeah. you see that that death is gonna kill whoever they're gonna kill, and I'm still here. You know, but no, he he's so stupid. Like, for example, when um his teacher, right, um yes. he, he runs into the house like after she got fucking after she tripped and got like uh what was it? Yeah, she got she, stabbed she, by a knife. She, she got stabbed by the knife. She got uh her hand. No, the teapot. Yeah, something the exploded. Fucking, oh, something yes. exploded, right, and got her yes. right in the neck. Right? Yes, that's what it was. Yes. And then she tripped, and then the block of knives fell on top of her when she was trying to reach for a towel to try to, I guess, like get the blood out or something or fucking hold it to her neck. Um, and then the, a knife falls right on her, right? And then I, I, just to make sure, while Devin Sawa's character is there, a shell falls on the knife that's right on her. And, <laughs> and, and Devin Sawa's like, oh, let me try and take this knife out of you. Like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing there, bro? Oh, man. Like, dude, the minute I would have seen her, like, kind of, like, dead on that floor, I'd be like, yo, I'm out. Like, I was like, I wasn't <laughs> here. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like washing my hands of this. Dude, yeah. like you're in enough trouble, bro. Get the fuck out of here, bro. And Dude, then fucking why, And then he runs <laughs> out of the house when it's blowing up and Stifler sees him. You yeah. know? So he's like, Oh yeah, of course I saw him running out of a house that just exploded. 
Yeah, that's why they kill him off screen before part two. Uh, R.I.P. Devin yeah, Sawa's well, character. What was up yeah. with that? Because he, he he was supposed to die right at the end there, but then they got the whiny guy. I mean, the whiny jock guy, yeah. right? Who like also became a nice guy. No, you're no, you're dead. You should have been dead. All right. <laughs> Your girlfriend seemed, seemed like a nice like person compared to you, but she died in a fucking bus crash. All right, so but no, he should have died, um, and he did because a sign hit him right in the face. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, do they ever explain uh, Sawa's character's uh, death at all? Uh, no. So the only thing is, you um, when they're looking, well, in part two, they're like looking into like all the events of the first one. And they find a newspaper clipping in like one of those microfiche shits. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, it was like you could tell it was like early two thousand shit, right? Yeah, or it's like online, or I forget what it is. But it says that he, while walking out of his house, he got hit in the head with a brick, or like a, <laughs> a like a, a a brick fell on him. And I'm just like, what? Is this so wacky shit that? That's death so yeah. petty. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna throw a brick at this dude's fucking head. <laughs> And that's what it is, because it's like, this is the guy that survived that death house that he put himself into, you know, in, in part yeah, one, and then, yeah, and then a fucking brick hits him. Like, Yo, and then, and then what's weird about that death house, like, wait a minute, you, you didn't open that closet, bro? Like, you no didn't shit, open the closet yeah. that had, like, all this, like, shit in it, just <laughs> puncture you and kill you? I'm like, you're not too smart, dude. Yeah, that's, that's why they kill him off. It was that, and I think... I don't know. It was like contract disputes. I forget. I was like mad into it back then. So Yo, I, was like looking, I was looking as much as this shit as I could. But then but, Ali Lara's <laughs> character, fucking, she cuts her bangs off. She looks completely different. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, she, like, you look like Ali Larder Varsity Blues. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. She turned into Ali Larder Varsity Blues. <laughs> it's like, what? My <laughs> part two, Varsity Blues happened. Dude, like, legit. I'm like, oh, you're like a whole different person, Bruce. Dude, because she was this other person. And then yeah, all of a sudden her bangs are off and now she's blonde. And looks like she's from Varsity Blues, dude. Because in the first one, she's like the the shy artist. That, yes, that, that the all shy metal worker. By the way, yeah. like the shy metal worker with no parents. I'm questioning who lives in that fucking house. Is that just her house? I think right? yeah. It was established it, that like she. Oh, dude, it's it's so nineties, but it was like two thousand. You know, like dude, like like is that her house? Is that her grandma's house? Like who lives with her? <laughs> There's no sign of any kind of adult supervision. Again, they're high schoolers, so there has to be a guardian in the house, right? Yeah, because like they established, they all have parents, you know, like, except like, for her, because her parents are dead. Yeah, because right? when Todd dies, you know, the, the and that's like, stay you away from my son. Though. You killed yeah, my son, dude. You know what's fucked up? It's fucked up. She's waiting for somebody in that room in the airport. I'm like, who are you waiting for? Like, <laughs> it, like, why are you looking like you're expecting somebody to come in and disappoint that they're not? I'm like, you know, your parents are dead. You tell no. us your parents are dead. Like, who's picking you up? You get a ride from Devin Sawa's parents, right? Oh, dude, no shit. Oh, my God. And then I she's, even... like, this metal worker with, like, fucking a torch and everything, making, like, like, like uh, making, like, fucking metal sculptures. I'm like, yeah. yo, what do you think this is? Like, a fucking late 90s college drama? Like, yeah, like how is no, she you're supposed for... to be in high school, not in college. Oh, dude, and and then in part two they just kind of forget all that, and now she's in the she's in the asylum because she didn't want to die. So, but like, oh, you see that that's the weird part. Like, if death wanted to get her, death would have gotten her, right? 
Yeah, like, even in the asylum, it, it doesn't right? make sense. Like, it it doesn't have to be, like, sharp objects or anything like that. It, there there was never anything established like that either. Yeah, it no. It was just kind of like, you know. Like, like make her, like, suicide herself or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we definitely have to talk about the franchise later. Because, yeah, like, part two a has a lot of, yeah, part two has, like, a lot of my favorite things. And then part three is all right because it has uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Which one is the one that has that gymnastics death? That was part four. That was good. Yeah. Um, or wait, no. That's actually a good question. Because, like, no, no. Because part five was the bridge. Part four was the NASCAR thing. I think it was part four then. Yes. Yes, yes, it was. Because it was the one with the nail on the on the beam. Yeah, which, is, then, which, which again, like, really? But it wasn't that. She just fell into, like, a pile of... Like whatever she was or whatever. Yeah, but like, then the vent fell on her face, right? Like like the, the fucking air conditioner or something, right? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You see, that's when we Wait, got like a lot of yeah, yeah. Because that was part three. Because she avoided the nail like on the beam, which again was crazy. Because it's like, don't you inspect the beam before you climb on that shit? But um, yeah. Uh, but now then I, now I gotta watch all this shit again because like there's because i'm starting to mix them up because part three oh no part three has the good one too with uh with the tanning bed yeah and oh yeah where she gets locked into the tanning bed yeah that's a cool one uh, yeah we, def- we definitely got to break it down we got to break it down further uh, we, we gotta do like um like a death comparison episode between saw and like final destination like who has oh, the yeah. most interesting kills because, because final final destination started that whole like interesting kill shit you know you're right it started the turning the death into a game yeah right, yeah it, it's a death game. You know what? Full circle with me, Arturo. It's a death game, dude. There you go. Final Destination. The true death game movie this back in 2000. It. This explains it. It explains why I love death game movies so much. Okay. <laughs> 20 okay. years ago. Wow. 20 years, man. I yeah, dude. But uh, we will see you guys next time. And uh, thank you again for listening to uh, The Morgue, episode 28 from the official course feed. And don't forget to check us out on the uh, all the socials and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and don't forget to uh, check out my boy, Glenn, uh, the maker of the music uh, that you hear right before we start chit-chatting about bullshit. Uh, and once again, with me is Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Don't forget to check out comicbook.com for a bunch of other shit. Um, and uh, I am uh, Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, it is a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. Just remember, you got to help yourselves, though. Wash your hands, so, <laughs> right? Social distance. Yeah, we can't we can't really, like, we can't really walk you through it anymore. Yeah, I know. Walk, walk no. you through it at a distance. Yeah, <laughs> at a distance, of course, of six feet or more. Um, just follow behind with a stick or something. <laughs>